0: Hey Beloveds, it's your girl Beloved Jazz, and I want to say thank you guys um, even if you are new listening to uh, my cha- my excuse me, <laughs> listening to my podcast and um, even if you have listened to all of my episodes or even one before this one, I do appreciate you. <clears throat> so today I'm um, I'm really excited to talk about this topic because this is one that I didn't think that it would ever happen or it wouldn't have came as easily as it did. Um, But today's topic is uh, called uh, Relationship Reflections. And um, for those who don't uh, follow my Instagram, I do encourage you to either follow my personal Instagram, Beloved Jazz, um... Or you can follow the podcast Listening to Jasmine and uh, you just literally type in Listening to Jasmine on Instagram and i pop up. But um, this topic is like, I'm like, I'm really like surprised that it happened. One, because I really was like, I, w- I was like straight forward with the fact that I didn't really want a relationship. But um, then I would go to like, okay, I do, I don't, I do, I don't, but now that I've been in a relationship, it's been a year since we, me and this, uh, me and my partner have been dating and uh, we're, it's our anniversary actually on uh, on the 8th, uh, which I think is either Saturday or Sunday, but it's this weekend. And I'm so excited, and I talk about this because if you know me, you you know that my relationship history, the relationship I've had with men in general has always been rocky, or it's, you know, where I'm like, okay, I got somebody that's, you know, seems really promising, but then they turn out to be somebody else, or it's just been all over the place, and now it's 2020, what's today, uh... November the 5th, and I'm I'm going on celebrating my one-year anniversary this weekend with someone who I, I really had no intentions of meeting or didn't, you know, didn't plan on, okay, I see this person. I'm going to be with him on this day. We're going to be there. Like, I had no intentions at all of, which I, I'm not saying that I didn't want to be with this person, you know, I but I accepted the fact that <clears throat> I would be single until whenever, you know, so the, with that being said, I did have expectations on what I wanted my future relationship to look like, but I had no when, where, how, I didn't have any of that information. <clears throat> so today I'm going to be talking to you about this subject, um, not because I want you to, if you follow these tips and you'll have a great relationship, but I want to give you my own reflections. I think it's important for me, for anybody and myself included, to reflect on things that you've been through or things that are going well, just to reflect on things that, you know, including yourself. That's why I, I journal, I do all of the reflection things for myself so I can look back you know, and say wow. Even like with this relationship, I were I really, <laughs> I recall like starting a YouTube channel. I was like, okay, I'm gonna use my channel to talk to single women and tell them how to get their life together and focus on themselves, blah blah blah, and do all this stuff. And that was like, that was August of 2019. And I, I'm telling you, I I made a video. I, everything I talked about my single uh single goals because I went into uh, I went into twenty or twenty nineteen with as a single woman, and I was like, I want to use you know this time to focus on myself and also share my journey with other women who may be struggling with, you know, finding their purpose or whatever. But I did that, and I think with me doing that and focusing on you know, I had my time to focus on myself and that's why I can be in a relationship and still be focused on myself as well. So, and I think that's helped with a lot of my relationship anxiety that I've had. But today I'm just going to be talking to you about the reflections that I've seen um in within my relationship and also use this to encourage you if you have struggled with relationships to know that it it's not the end of the world and just because a relationship or your relationship statuses have failed in the past doesn't mean that they're bound to always fail or they're, that's just, you know, how it's going to be. It does like, it it does not have to be like that. And I say that because literally, uh, I remember like being, you know, every relationship that I've started, it's like, Oh my God, I'm going to end up marrying this person. Like I had these high hopes. And then when I finally got married, to someone and that didn't work out it was like oh my god it's the end of the world and that's what it felt like and I I use I think about that moment and I'm like we me and my and me in my marriage we didn't even make it me and the guy that I was married to we didn't even make it to a year so for me um almost maybe four years later like having a relationship that goes past a year, that's amazing for me. And that's like I've grown as a person to accept that 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 one moment in time does not dictate my entire life. And that's what I hope for you guys listening to Jazz to understand that a moment in your life does not have to dictate your entire existence. And your life can move on and it can go forward to being something even more beautiful. And even in that moment of ugliness, it could still be something beautiful. Um whenever I was going through my divorce, I learned I learned to trust myself. I learned to go inward more than outward. Like I'm I'm never well, I'm not gonna say I'm never, but I'm sh- Sure myself to where any decision that I make, I don't any. If I talk to someone else about it, it's not because I want them to help me figure it out. It's because I got it figured it figured out, and I may need some reassurance or some, you know, having some type of platform to get it from outside inside to outside. But I'm I've always been sure of my decisions, and all of that. But yeah, and yeah that's all I'm going to say. But like literally every, like that moment of getting divorced and all of that, it just, it just showed me like, I have, I I learned myself. I learned what I like. I remember like a small detail of like going to uh subway and not being able to order my own sandwich because I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what type of meat I liked. like. Like th- this was a basic sandwich And I couldn't even I like I was like, I don't know what kind of sandwich I like. But using that time after my divorce, I got to learn myself. I got to figure out who I am as a woman. I got to figure out how I wanted to be loved. And I got to realize like what I expected in a relationship, because that one relationship, not even just that that one, because there were several bad ones, but i I highlight that one because it literally if i wanna if I wanna be a wife again, I know what type of husband to look for um and I know what type of you know relationship I want to have you know that could lead to marriage, but I use that one moment to highlight the positives but <clears throat> Yes. So now I'm going to go into my current relationship and use kind of, I'm going to, yeah, tell you about a little bit about that and then uh, give you some points about what I've learned about myself and about my partner that, that helps us be in a better relationship with each other. So... Uh, as I said, I did start off 2019. Like, yes, I, my single goals. I want to, I think I said I wanted to travel. I wanted to finish school. I wanted to do all of these things. And I literally did all of that. Like, I traveled. I, I think um, I went to a solo trip to Miami. And that really taught me to, like, trust myself and to really like, okay, you got this girl. You're, as an individual, I knew that I wasn't fucked up. Like my entire childhood, it taught me that, oh, you know, you it, to be unsure of yourself. It, like everything about my childhood was very dysfunctional. And I felt like something about me was broken. But during that time of being single and going back to school, juggling, working full time, interning part time and going to class full time, like it was a lot that I was doing. But I learned that I can do anything that I put my mind to. And that's and that's how I that that knowledge that I use towards going to school. I use that knowledge to, okay, if I want a man, I can have, you know, like I didn't I no longer thought of myself as lacking or broken or anything negative. I, I still have moments where I'm like, oh my God, this and that. But I know that it's not anything that I want ha- one or want one to achieve. Is not. It's always within reach. That's, wh- that's what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> so yeah, I did all of the things that I wanted to do um as a single woman so within my own relationship I have we have goals that we want to work toward that it may take a year it may take a couple of months it may take a, a couple of weeks whatever but we that having my own single goals taught me that I can have goals within my relationship that we work toward. Like, this is something that I've never had before dating somebody. Like, of course you're like, Ooh, I want a relationship, but nobody ever talks about why or what you're trying to accomplish within that relationship. And, um, and we've actually worked on some of our goals. We're not, we're not thinking too deep or whatever, but we're thinking day to day, like how can we make our day, daily routine with each other better? Because we do live under the same roof, uh, roof together. And we are trying to, uh, you know, just get in the swing of things, um, and not bump heads a lot, because I know with relationships, anything, let's say the, the, the first year is hard and we did it. We did have some ugly times and things that didn't always go well. But having some relationship goals and knowing why I got with this person helps me to realize that we're there's a reason and we're here for a bigger purpose. And it doesn't. It's not about me or him or whatever. It's about you know coming together for our purpose together. Um, Yeah. And as I said before, like having my goals as a woman, a single woman allowed me to know what I wanted to achieve in my relationship. And, and yeah, I'm I'm getting excited. I don't want to talk, you know, keep over talking my points. But um, the first point that I did write was be prepared for the ugly, like every, like, every relationship that like, I feel like sometimes even social media relationships, they always want to highlight the beautiful, oh, we just had a baby. Oh, we're getting a house. Oh, everything seems so positive and so good. But um, yeah, I, (laughs) I basically was bombarded with the fact that ugly times happen in relationships. It doesn't mean that it's a make or break or that, oh my God, you know, this needs to be done. I do, I do feel like if a man or if your partner, whoever is treating you beneath what your standards are, that should be done. But as far as like, we would argue about things that we're both passionate about. We're, We're both passionate people, but we argue about things and we're learning that, uh, so, you know, like that's a part of a relationship, arguing, having I and I like to for it to be called confrontation because, you know, sometimes these arguments are not staged or planned. I don't think any I mean, unless you have malicious intentions. Um, arguments they come unexpectedly that your mood changes and you might be like I don't I'm not feeling you know whatever but uh, it you know this relationship has definitely prepared me to know that things happen in a relationship they're not all every day isn't always um, rainbows and sunshines but a m- majority of your days should be rainbow and sunshines and I, I will tell you all, most of my days are rainbows and sunshines. It'd be like once in every three weeks or whatever that we're arguing, which it's like, okay, it's a part of a relationship, but he doesn't put his hands on me. He doesn't walk out. He doesn't not text back for hours. Like these are things that I did, you know, I had to go through before because I'm like, oh my God, arguing seemed like the end of the world. Like if I would have, if I was, if i had an issue with something and i brought it up to a past partner they'd be like oh you're tripping you're blah 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 but it's like arguing is a part of a relationship when you it, you argue with your family you argue with their parent you argue with a lot of people and it's not to say that that is a bad thing it's just a part of when two people connect that's it but um yes and my next point too is um this has definitely taught me to understand what type of conflict resolutioner I am. <laughs> I I actually wrote down what type of arguer I am, but I was like, that kind of doesn't make sense. But I, I, as I mentioned in my first point uh, about being prepared for the ugliness is, being, understanding what type of arguer you are and what type of person you are when conflict arises. That's, that's what that point is because, um, basically I will, I'm going to be transparent right now. Um, I, I can, I have two sides to me. I have, I can be a passive aggressive person or I can be very blunt, straight to your face, okay, we're, you know, straightforward and that's it with my way or the highway type of, like, I, you know how they say zero from 100 or zero to 100, that's exactly like kind of my style and I, I I'm learning, you know, there is a medium ground. That's why I went to therapy. I did all of these things so that it doesn't become, okay, I'm I'm passive. I hear him, what he says something that bothered me, but I'm not gonna say anything. That's my zero to now I'm saying something, I'm going the fuck off and that's one hundred. Like no. There is a medium ground and I'm I'm learning that as I get older. But um it definitely um this point definitely makes me realize what type of person I am when conflict arises whether I can listen to my partner's point of view or am I just the type to keep talking 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 and not letting them get a word out or um you know whether I say something that bothers me instead of like waiting waiting for them to do something else bigger and then I blow up about everything But this, once you fit, and this is, I think this can be done in a relationship or on your own, just thinking about how you interact with your other, with other people. And when something, when y'all disagree, what, how do you handle it as an individual? That's what that means because... you know, we can point the finger, oh, he yells, he this, he that. But once you understand what type of arguer I'll say you are, then that's when you can begin to work on how you argue with other people or how you can resolve arguments. And uh, and I've learned, I've definitely had to learn to like either I can speak my mind or maybe like I can speak it, but maybe when the time is right or maybe when, you know, when we can schedule a time for me to talk about what's on my mind versus you know blurting out, "Okay, you do this all the time, and it pisses me off like of course someone's gonna feel bombarded with that, but it's that- like growing in in a relationship has definitely taught me to become a better conflict resolutioner <laughs> arguer, whichever one not not to the point where I'm uh, you know trying to manipulate or do something. You know, get my point across, but more so to better the relationship. How can I say what I need and express myself, but also still, still let this person know that I want to be with them? That that's number one. Um, <clears throat> and I and I'll be honest, as a as an individual, I definitely am working on um, being more positive. I can and I like as I said, like expressing myself, but also. Uh, also letting them know that I still want to be with them. That's the part that I honestly struggle with because I, I am the person like, I'm pissed off. I'm done. Don't come home. That's, <laughs> that's kind of how I have handled some things in the past. But you live and you learn and you grow and become better. So I am trying to work on that. But that's why this is called Relationship Reflections. I'm being a 100% honest. And I encourage you to do the same. Be honest with yourself. Because if you're not honest with yourself, you can't be honest with other people. But yes. (sighs) So... My next point, and this is just a different, this is going along with the last, the last sentence that I said, Um, be aware of your own iniquities. I know in a relationship, we may, it may be a habit to get with other people so that we can focus on other people's insecurities versus ourselves. And I'm I don't do that anymore, but I have done that in the past, and I know people that have done that to me. We, we clean together, and then it's instead of like working on our own issues, we want to focus on other people's. It's called people-pleasing. It's called uh, codependent, whatever you want to call it. But um, when you become aware of your own shortcomings, your own iniquities, your own insecurities that's when you can begin to work on yourself and be begin to you know acknowledge the things and i I say that because well not because but I say this uh because i do want i'm i'm self aware but i also in the type, I, nobody's going to tell me their opinion and I'm surprised about it. Like, unless it's something like, oh my God, you know, but I know my good qualities and I know the things that I'm like, I know this about me. I know this to be true and I may, it may not be good, but this is, you know, the it, it's, it's here. <laughs> um, And uh, I'll, and I'll just give you guys a few, I told y'all I'm being a hundred percent honest about myself, my relationship. So, but a part of my iniquities are, I give up quickly (laughs) and it may be verbally (laughs) or emotionally and maybe physically toward the end, but I give up quickly. Um, And I say this because this is something that I do want to work on and that I do want to change. But when I say I give up quickly, it's more so like, um, if something doesn't go my way, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And as I mature, I'm learning that that is not okay. That is not okay, especially when I'm trying to build a relationship and a bond with another person. Um and. Uh yeah, and I, I also wrote one minute I want it, the next minute I don't. Because in the past and I in the beginning of our relationship, I was very like indecisive. One minute I wanted to be with someone, next thing I don't. And oh, I want to be single today. I'll, you know, it was all this juggling of my relationship status. And uh, I, I mentioned these because it's important when you do get into a relationship that you're sure you want to be in one. <laughs> um, and it may take being with that person to be sure. But um, eventually you have to be sure about being in a relationship because you're going to get tested. Things are going to go, you know, go not your way and you're going to want to give up. But if you want a relationship at the end of the day, then you're gonna eventually have to work it out, um, and yeah. So be aware of your own own iniquities. And I'm I'm a firm believer. If I can point the finger at somebody else and tell them, "Oh, you do this, this, and that," then I'm I'm aware that I have all these fingers pointing back at me because I'm not perfect. And just just as I I I can't be judgmental. That's that's another. <laughs> iniquity. But just as I look at other people under a microscope, I'm also willing to do that to, to myself. Um, yeah. And then my next point, too, is know your attachment style. And this this could go toward um your individual self or your relationship self. But um knowing your attachment style, this is something that i didn't I didn't create, but I'm definitely aware of it. I've read tons of book and books and I know a lot of knowledge about attachment styles this is um this is basically how you attach yourself to people you can look it up just type in attachment styles and i really i forgot who created this theory, but this theory is uh basically based on how you interacted with your parents and how they responded to you, you created your own attachment style. So um, the example that always uh, comes to mind when I think of attachment styles is uh, say when you're a child, you're in your crib and you're crying. And if you had the type of parent that was alert and they got up and they responded to your cry, then that was kind of a healthy, you know, that that can create a secure attachment. But if you're a child and you're crying in your crib and your parent does not acknowledge your cries, they do not come to see, you know, what's the matter with you um, or they they acknowledge but they ignore it then that, that, that can create a negative attachment style. And I don't like, I kind of, I need to steer away from the negative versus positive, but that can create an unhealthy attachment style and getting into, well, I'll just say in the past, not in this current relationship, but in the past, I definitely had, um, an unhealthy attachment style that basically I think is the fearful dismissive, but basically where I would become fearful of relationships, but I also didn't want to be dismissed in a relationship. It, I can't, I don't, I, I got to look up which one it, what the exact definition is, but I used to, I used to, uh, get in relationships and then get, um, afraid that that would leave, that my partner would leave me. And that would cause me to have my own anxiety and be, um, either leave or I, yeah, but my relation, and I, I did write my current relate, um, uh, attachment style down, but my current, uh, ca- well not current, because I'm, I would say that I do have a secure attachment style. I am able to, uh, I know when to walk away from relationships, but I also know when to attach to a good thing too. So that's secure. Um, but uh, right before this relationship, uh, I did date a lot of guys that I knew I shouldn't have dated, but I did anyways. And um, it basically, I was like, either we're together, we don't have to be, but I was basically, I didn't want to admit it, I was basically scared to commit. And that was because I had been hurt in the past. So um, that created a fearful avoidant uh, attachment style for me. And, <clears throat> okay, so this attachment style means that uh that you responded to a lack of bonding by becoming fearful of future uh, bonds. So I did like the idea of being in a relationship, but also the idea of being in a relationship scared the fuck out of me because I was like, oh my God, they're going to cheat on me. They're going to, um, they're going to, you know, leave me before I leave them. They're going to be, you know, it was very insecure. And that is why I do encourage every person to spend time with yourself. So, but but also in order to know your attachment style, look at the, look at the ways that you attach with other people and then also pay attention to how your thoughts are in, in the midst of that relationship. Um, and the, I'll, I'll say that did with that fearful avoidant, uh, attachment style, it did, it did allow me to come off as very insecure, but also confident. Like I was like, you know, you don't, we don't have to be together. <laughs> But if you are gonna be with me, you better not cheat on me. You better not, you know, disrespect me. I was very like, uh, you know, I was like, oh my god, I don't want to be hurt again. But I also want to be with somebody. So yeah. But yeah, know your attachment style and do. If you're not, if if I've mumbled on and you're still like, what, what, what is. <laughs> This attachment style, I wanted to say what the fuck? But uh and you're still unclear on what this is. I do encourage I'm a researcher. I like to research if somebody brings up a term or some type of uh word that I'm like, I've never heard it, but I need to know more. Do some research because you'll learn a lot and I've learned a ton about myself just by knowing my attachment styles. I've learned about that the way that I've responded to my childhood and how I didn't get my needs met, my emotional needs met, my physical needs met, it made so much more sense when I understood like, wow, I, I'm I'm a bitch sometimes. I don't want to be with other people. I like to be, you know, by myself, whatever. It may, it just helped normalize your behavior because sometimes, you know, it, sometimes you're Uh, you know, you might lose sight of like, okay, what's going on? I know that I had this bad childhood or things maybe didn't seem right, but I don't, I I responded this way, but I don't know. But, and you can also go to a therapist and they can actually help you understand what your relationship or your attachment style is. I've had, there's a really good, uh, there's some quizzes online. I'm telling you, I did several quizzes. I think I did a quiz like every six months to a year not not on purpose like I didn't be like oh it's my six month update but I I got I did those just so that I can learn if I'm improving or know a little bit more about myself and it, I read books on it there's a there's a really good book called uh attached I think it's called uh love uh, I'm, I'm gonna look I'm gonna if you stay tuned on the next and I'll I'll look it up or and tell you what it is. But it's a book and, and it breaks down all of your relation or your attachment styles and how you're normally going to respond to um, confrontation or conflict or anything. And then it tells you how you can do better in the future. Um, and even how not even necessarily connected to a person, but just how you can relieve yourself of that anxiety. Most this attachment style is is basically to show how your connectedness can allow you to have some anxiety. Like, whenever I was doing my research and I was like, wow, I had... It, it, I'm telling you, it allowed me to know so much about myself and how I picked guys like I used to pick guys that were emotionally unavailable. And it's not because, oh, my God, I love a dude that ignores me. It's because I if I was so anxious about being with someone, having a partner that reminded me of someone that raised me was more comfortable for me. It allowed me to say, okay, I'm safe. You know, I'm not being treated well, but I'm safe because I know this person's moves. I know what they're gonna, I know that if I have a problem, they're gonna, you know, ignore me. So I have to end up figuring out on my own. Like these were things that it was, it was like, oh my God. <clears throat> yes. So please, please, please look at your relationship styles because. This, or I keep saying relationship attachment styles, because that attachment styles allowed me to know why some of the things about why I picked the partners that I did and, um, you know, helped me to make sense of what I do want in the future. And now I can say I do have a partner who is emotionally available. And what I mean by that is someone who responds to my emotional needs. Like, I literally can say, babe, I need a hug. And it might be corny, and that's the problem. We might think, you know, showing affection or getting your emotional needs is corny. But there are things that I need, and I can ask this this person, and they will fulfill it for me. And that, yeah. So... My next point is be okay with being with yourself. And um, what I mean by this is like, (laughs) even though me and my partner, we live together, I cannot be with that person all day, every day. I can't go to work with him. He can't go to work with me. We can't like we can't be on top of each other all through the night. Like there are times when I have to be alone. I have to maybe pleasure myself alone, uh but there are moments when I have to take advantage of being by myself right now. I'm by myself. I'm more comfortable kind of recording this podcast episode by myself because I don't want someone's listening and surve surveillance my material but there are things that I value doing by myself that um yeah and uh and I, I don't want you guys to take it the wrong way but I do still use my, my um toys, if you know what I mean. And that's, that's not because I'm not satisfied. It's more because I don't want to overwhelm a person with all of my needs. If I know that I can meet them by myself or I can wait till, you know, whatever. But I do take advantage of being on my own because I am an independent woman and I never want to lose sight of that. But um. Yeah, and I this I wrote down as well, maintaining outside friendships and hobbies. I have my girlfriends that I still hang out with that we may go to dinner with or whatever, but I have things and people that I still hang out with and do because... Just because I don't want to take all of the all of my partner's time, and it, just like I wouldn't want him to take all of my time, where we're hanging out with his friends, we're doing everything that he wants to do. I want to be able to still have things that I'm passionate about that I do on my own, um, and I still want to have my friends that I go out to eat with, and we, you know, I I maintain my own my own stuff, um, and. What else? I, I wrote down some good things. But I think that's pretty much it that I wrote down that I felt like I wanted to share. Um, Yeah. And then also, too, I, this is a good point because we recently did this, but uh, we have relationship check-ins. And when with this check-in, we, we had a couple of questions that we literally just... I asked them and we both answered, but they were very, they were just already put together. But um, even if I didn't have those questions that I looked up online, I I would, you know, ask the questions uh, that are on my mind and how we can improve our relationship. But with those questions, uh, we basically found understood and found out that when we argue we we need to let go of the criticism and I say this because we both do it and this is something that when we use the words always or you do or is more of attacking, um, then that's not good and that's something that we are both working on and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna allow both of us to be accountable and that's another thing about being in a relationship you have to have your there there has to be some type of accountability to each other like you know but uh yeah I think that that's about it um but I encourage you to check out any of my other episodes if this one has definitely helped you and feel free to reach out to listening to jazz on Instagram and I want to leave you with the lesson of the day um the lesson of the day, as always, I do try to leave all of my listeners with some type of off-the-dome uh, lesson that I've learned throughout my, this current day. Um, and right now is trust the process. This is something that is just a reminder. Right now, I think my current goal is to... Uh, I want to grow my my relaxed hair out and uh, I'm learning to trust this <laughs> this growth process and with this growth process I mean I'm learning different products I want to use I'm learning what works for my hair I'm learning all of this this stuff that um, and I'm learning that I'm not gonna limit my like if I want to spend $70 on clothes, I'm not going to limit, oh, well, I have to spend $20 on my hair care products. But um, yeah, so I do, uh, I am learning to trust this process. So yes, if you see me on Instagram and your girl is swinging, just know that this was a process. I didn't just wake up with long care or whatever I wanted and it just fell in my lap there there is a process to everything, even with this relationship stuff. I literally am like it's it and I'm not saying it took me four years, but I said a year ago that I didn't want to have a rela- uh, that I was kind of like focusing on singleness, I didn't really want to have a relationship, and I even tried a few times with men uh to be in relationships did not work, and yeah, that was a process that I'm definitely like. I reflect back on like, oh, my God, I was dating this dude, that dude. And, you know, but I learned to trust the process. And here I am um, going from 2016 divorce and now 2020 in a, a healthy relationship because I trust the process. I knew that that one moment didn't dictate my entire life, just like now, um, I don't use my current harrowing to dictate my entire life, like every, oh, I'm going to have short hair my entire life. No, I, I say whatever you want is within reach. You may It may take a long arm to get to it, but it's within reach. But yeah, trust the process. And remember, always be loved, be loved, beloved Jess.